0: Welcome to all four downs part of the CMG sports podcast network. I am Joe Aguire. That is Ovi Muniz. We got a lot to cover. Going to get into the big 10, get a look at their schedule. Uh, if you had the January schedule, throw it out. This is a brand new schedule. A lot of the old rivalries are all going to be back on. So very exciting news there. We'll kind of do a little preview of the big 10 uh, The big story though. Uh, well, there's another thing I want to touch on, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars and their disastrous hiring of Chris Doyle, uh, former strength coach with the University of Iowa. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Ovi and I, I think, both have strong feelings on yes, that one. Yes, it's, we do. it's something that we had said earlier. Jacksonville, I think, already has an issue with black players. Their owners have never been particularly warm. Leonard Fournette the best running back in in the super bowl was was cast off i mean as if the jaguars didn't need that guy give me a break uh but of course the big story is the nfl ob quarterbacks are moving left right and sideways we got a little bit of a late start here cuz you and i were deep in conversation about this that after the super bowl after brady and mahomes ob i think these all these teams looked at their quarterback and thought you're not beating either of those guys. I need a new quarterback. The Rams, bye-bye Jared Goff. We need some fresh meat up in here. And I'll tell you honestly, I don't I don't know if Jared Goff ever takes a snap in Detroit. I think I think it's quite likely. This is a gut feeling. I haven't heard this yet. Let me start the rumor. I think it makes a lot of sense. 49ers
1: You think the 49ers make a move
0: move with Detroit, get, get Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff on that team makes that team a whole lot better. Are they better than the bucks? Maybe not, but it's a, it would be a better team. Um, I I think San Francisco is definitely looking and Detroit looks like they want to get a quarterback in this draft. As do a lot of teams. I saw both uh, uh, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper have the quarterbacks all at the top right now. Uh, It seems likely if the Jets don't acquire Deshaun Watson, that they would take a quarterback at that two spot or they would trade that out. Again, one of the teams I'm hearing that would love to get into that two spot is the Detroit Lions. And also at number eight, the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers definitely would like to see uh, if they could get into position to um, get Justin Fields.
1: Well, the I, guy I mean, they
0: think will make them better, but I don't know
1: about that either. Well, I, I, the guarantee is, is that Miami don't need a quarterback. They got Tua, right? So you, we, I wouldn't even say at number three because. Houston gave up that with their trade, thanks to uh, former head coach O'Brien. So that leaves you, if you say, look, we got six top quarterbacks in this, right? Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Kyle Trask. We already know Trevor Lawrence more likely, 99%, he's going to Jacksonville. That leaves you with the rest. Are the Jets going to get a quarterback? Or are they going to make that trade to get Deshaun Watson? Right, so let's yep. say that if, if that trade happens, are they giving up that that uh, first round pick? The Jets probably. So if Houston will, will need a quarterback, who you think they're going to get? Justin Fields. You think Justin Fields over Zach I, Wilson?
0: I do. I think he would just step right in to what they're already sort of doing with the uh, with the athleticism. I mean i i I see there being a similar style with Watson and Fields. I think he would make more sense. Again, if that if, if, if that means Wilson, uh that's fine too. I mean, then and then what maybe Fields drops to uh, you know, I'm hearing a lot of talk about Atlanta and whether they want to grab a quarterback. I think it would depend on whether it's the right guy, whether they're looking to move on from Matt Ryan or not, which I still think is silly. I mean, I think this guy's still got some good prime years left. But- right,
1: I I mean if you're gonna get a uh, if you're gonna get a quarterback, it is better to leave Matt Ryan there. For him to be a mentor to that rookie. I don't think no other quarterback can do that but him, especially Matt Ryan being that organization for a long period of time. I think it's right to keep him there for another year and see what the Falcons have. I mean, look, we went through a pandemic, we didn't have OTA, there was a lot of ups and downs in, in the Falcons. I, I believe that the Falcons can do much better. Honestly, you know, but in that division also, it's tough because you have the Buccaneers, you have the Saints, you know, so it's a tough, but they could they could easily score a lot of points. They just need to tune into that defense. So Cincinnati does not need a quarterback. They're more interested in offensive line and maybe get another wide receiver in there. Yep. So you're looking at this Philadelphia doesn't need a quarterback. They already got Jalen Hurts. Right, And the Eagles are going to trade there on Carson Wentz. So he's in the market right now. So I think Detroit and Carolina are safe to not make any moves and still grab a quarterback in the first round.
0: But then you have to worry about a team like the 49ers or a team like New England zipping up and... Or even Washington. I mean, certainly Washington could be a team that might be interested in, in in swapping picks. I'll tell you what, I'm envious of the Dolphins because let's say the Dolphins decided they'd like to make a move on Sean Watson. They can offer the 3 and the 18 in this year's pick and this year's draft to maybe a number one next year. Right. Boy they, oh boy true. could they could they be in uh, I mean this could be the year for them with those two first
1: rounders man they don't they, technically they don't have to they could still get their first three which is two in the first round one in the second right and give two to Houston and get that shot watson it's still a win win yeah I wouldn't even touch next year's draft. Sure. Yeah we could do that too. Right. At least
0: let that I, conversation go. But that,
1: to me, that one makes a whole lot of sense. But there's something that no one's talking about. It's what's going to happen in Dallas. Will Des Prescott remain as a Dallas Cowboy? No one's talking about it. Everyone's assuming that he's going to remain with the Cowboys. What about if he opts out and not want to play for the Cowboys? Maybe he wants to sign somewhere else. Then what happens? And this is the reason why. This is my chart of what I'm looking at as of right now, that Mac Jones could be a a, a toss-up between the Patriots and the Cowboys. You see what I'm saying? If the Dallas Cowboys don't pick up Mac Jones, I believe New England can get another quarterback. Yeah. And then what's going to happen with Cam Newton? He had a one-year contract. He's not on the contract right now. Will the Patriots sign him? He doesn't seem interested in being in New England again. He doesn't interested in being a quarterback. Period. I think it. I think his the <laughs> fire is gone with all the injuries that he had been through. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, it takes a toll on somebody. Not everybody could be like Tom Brady. Sorry. You know, whatever Tom Brady is doing, you know, props to him. I mean, hardly anyone ever tackles him. And Cam Newton is that guy that that runs around a lot. He's a mobile quarterback, and every time he moves outside that pocket, he's getting hit hard. And with all these years playing in the NFL. It caught up to him. So I, I, I got I, I'm, I'm trust me. If New England does not get a quarterback, of course, they'll probably get some tight ends, maybe get some defensive players. But I have a gut feeling New England somehow, someway is going to pick up a quarterback. One of these guys are going there.
0: I've got another one for you that okay. I proposed and uh, got shot down on pretty hardcore. But what if you're Jacksonville? And again, this could be a divisional issue as well, but Jacksonville's got the one and the 25. Maybe they could acquire Deshaun Watson. Uh, Again, if you're Houston, it's not the worst thing in the world. You end up with... uh, totally, just lost my train of thought. Uh, Jacksonville, no, yeah. I'm gonna uh, stop you so, right there. So wait, I'm gonna so stop like, you Houston, right
1: there. Houston would get uh, your boy, yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence. We just heard on the news that the coaching staff of Urban Myers. Okay, and you're gonna think that Watson's gonna go to Jacksonville right now? He's gonna be like, hell no, I declined that trade. Get out of uh, here! I'll shoot you down myself. No, but that's—I mean,
0: to me, it's worth no. making the phone call again. I think if you've got two ones in this in this draft, I think you could make some. I think you could make some noise.
1: <laughs> you know what noise is making that door that shuts in your face? Why? Wow. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> 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 but hey, you know, like I said, interesting thought. Not not every team, and, and I know you mentioned something that you know they're saying 1 through 4 is going to get quarterbacks i doubt it i'm sorry i just i'm not sold i'm not I sold think, on but what but the again, jets are going to do 1 1 through
0: 4 um on on the latest draft boards are all trades well mm. two two and two and three are trades and again i've seen where atlanta's taken a quarterback at 4 or again swapping out um maybe with new england maybe with um carolina So there's going to be a look at the end of the day, as far as what I'm seeing and the, and the feeling, yeah, teams are going to be trading up like, and are are jockeying right now to do so. Everybody is now convinced, right? Look at Tampa, look at Kansas city, Buffalo, green Bay teams with the best, the best quarterbacks were all there at the end. And you know, again, if you're a team like the Giants or the Chargers or Arizona or Vegas, you got to look at your quarterback and be like, can this guy beat those guys? Absolutely. Do I have the right guy here to because let's, I mean, Mahomes going to be around for a long time. Josh Allen going to be around for a long time. You know, the NFC is going to be pretty open up soon. Once, once Brady's gone, once Rogers is gone, now Breeze is gone.
1: Yeah, so, Roger. Roger. I mean, he could he could have all the MVPs that he want, but he's just. It's hard to tell if he's ever going to reach that 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 milestone like every other quarterback has. Will he win the second one? That's going to be rough. It really is. Um, I, I wouldn't even count him out. I would like to know if what the Bears are going to do because they also have quarterback issues. You know, they're just. This is the year honestly, in this off season, that people are questioning their own quarterbacks is the quarterback that they have. Are they going to take them to the next level? And if well, not- that's why
0: I think Vegas, mm-hmm. I think Washington, Chicago, and maybe Tennessee. I think those are all teams that have to ask themselves. Can I win with the guy that I have? Right. Is that guy good enough? Again, it's a question the Giants and the Jets are asking themselves right now. Yeah, and I think Rizzo it's a says, question.
1: Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Falcons do if they trade or release Ryan. They'll have a lot of dead money against the cap. Again, I don't
0: think they're going to release Ryan because why, why would they? I mean, my God, if you got a third round pick for the guy right now, it'd be better than cutting the guy and eating all that money. Right. Absolutely. And again, everybody's dying for a quarterback. Everybody wants everybody wants a better quarterback than what they have if they're not the four teams I just mentioned. Everybody else as they look over at their quarterbacks got to be thinking, I could use an upgrade. You know? Again, you Absolutely. talk about the teams that are that are set, you know, you're talking about Joe Burrow in in Cincinnati. Got it? Right in Philadelphia, they're, they've decided Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy for now. Dallas and Dak, I think that's going to probably still happen. Uh, I, I you know, believe. the Giants and Jones. Mm-hmm. It, you know, again committed to young guy, and then the only other one to me, and I think the question gets asked of him next season if it doesn't get better is Kyler Murray. Is Kyler Murray the right guy in Arizona? I think that's going to be a question, but that's I think he's earned the right for probably one more year, but he seems to like disappoint late yeah and, so, and that's know, not, an issue that's an issue in today's nfl
1: dual quarterbacks don't really last long in the nfl the only person i could think of that could last long will be jackson and the baltimore ravens i think he is the right guy for the way that offense is built for him you know but um again uh, it's been a while since we talk about quarterbacks and the way their position and the way, how long they're gonna last within their teams, and and I haven't, I don't think I have ever talked about how many, how much quarterback are in questionable right now, but the one team that I know for, that I have a gut feeling for is Philadelphia. I think the Eagles can trade down because they got Jalen Hurts, and I think people are gonna to push to give them good quality. Look, they got new a new head coach. They're trying to change their whole coaching staff, so why not? You know, you want my pick? Give me something valuable for you to have that. And if it's a player or a couple of more draft picks to them, maybe at the lower row because there's a lot of offensive tackles, offensive linemen that are going to be on this draft. That's something that the Eagles need. So that's something we haven't even talked about yet.
0: Yeah, look, I think if you're the Eagles, I think you trade that pick when you literally hear what the fifth pick is announced as. Because that spot is either going to be infinitely more valuable or infinitely less valuable. I mean, if the quarterbacks go one through four, mm-hmm. now you're six pick. And so what? I get Devontae Smith or, or Chase or or Waddle. I get my pits. I get my pick of one of those. You know what I mean? Right. All of a sudden, it's, well, I mean, like you know, I don't want to say they're all interchangeable, but, you know, based on needs, um, I think that pick would certainly be less valuable. So again, if the jets stick it to keep Donald and, and draft a, uh Penny Sewell, for instance, well, then sh- all of a sudden, right now, now things start to get a little more interesting. Where's fields going to go? Um, where's Wilson going to go? Where's Lance going to go? Now, all of a sudden you'll, you'll, that pick becomes so much more valuable. So I think if, if that one gets moved, that literally gets moved, uh, right as the fifth pick is announced, then, then they'll, I'm sure they'll have, they'll have people lined up obviously beforehand based on what they think is going to happen. And then uh, as it plays out in real time is where things will happen.
1: Well, uh, I tell you what, right from this list here. And again, all this is all subject to change, but uh, again, Trevor Lawrence, Wilson fields, Lance Jones and trash. We've been talking about that even during the regular season. I haven't seen much of Trey Lance and a lot of people, uh, are talking highly about him, but I've never seen him in action. He only played one game during the pandemic. So I don't know about this guy, right? But if they say that he is one of the top quarterbacks, then, all right, okay. Y'all must have seen him do something. But looking at the running backs... You got but Najee. I can't
0: imagine, Ovi, that he's mm-hmm. done anything better than what Josh Allen did at Wyoming. And I, I, I don't know. I mean... You you watched Dwayne Haskins have the best season ever for a quarterback at Ohio State, right? Absolutely. And the and the hey. question was whether he had enough experience. This kid's barely played in college. Missed a whole play. Played one game, I think, this year. Right. Absolutely. Only He's ready game. for the NFL based on on what exactly? I mean.
1: Based, no, I on, know a, he's, based he's on a, a big, Columbine.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, look, you know, he's a he, uh, 6'4, uh 220, yeah. big boy, I get it, but I don't know, man. I, again, it's it's funny how or or maybe maybe because of the success of Josh Allen and of Daniel Jones, maybe the idea that you know, just because you have less talent and, and you're playing weaker opposition, maybe, maybe I could still I'm seeing the intangibles through all that.
1: I guess. Uh, but I then guess that said. doesn't
0: explain why Mac Jones isn't number two on the board. But I, I will know.
1: pick Mac Jones over Trey Lance. I'm sorry. It's just because I've seen him each and every week doing what he has to do. And even that, I'll pick Kyle Trask. So now, let me ask if, you this. Let me ahead. ask you this
0: question. Because the, the mm-hmm. fans are going nuts for Deshaun Watson, right? Deshaun Watson. It's rare a player requests a trade and the fans are like, he should go. He's right. They're not, you know, there's not enough talent around him. This is the argument you hear about every single quarterback. Not enough talent around him. There's not enough talent. They got to get more talent around him. Mac Jones had talent around him this season and look what he did with it. Why is, why is, how is that not credited more? I guess is my question. How is not credited for, Mac Jones? Yes. The question is the question about any one of these guys is right. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence included. When he's around super talented players, right, Mm -hmm. his game will elevate. He'll be amazing. But but you don't you don't know that because he's never been blessed to have. You can't. I mean, maybe you could make that argument about Clemson again. I heard a lot of people say, um you know, Clemson's receivers weren't anywhere near as good as Alabama's receivers. The talent, I mean, give me a break. They're they're, they're like eating up all the five-star recruits on both sides. Like 40% of it goes to Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia. So, uh, you know, uh, give me a break with the there's not enough talent. Just because you don't know their names doesn't mean that they're not a five-star recruit. So, again, Trevor Lawrence had talent around him. He still lost a couple games this year. So tap the brakes. Tap the brakes. Justin Fields, I heard the same thing when he lost. Oh, not enough talent around him. But Max Jones had the talent, and look what he did with it. And isn't that what I'm looking for from my quarterback? Or I make excuses of, this guy's so talented, they should put more talent around him.
1: I like the way Adam uh, Malecki was saying, And what's up, Adam? How you doing? Uh, A great quarterback makes the receiver talented. Well here's here's do.
0: the other thing too, and you know how pissed off I was mm-hmm. about that whole Devontae Smith stuff. And I and I love Devontae Smith. And I've I, I've somehow become an Alabama college football fan. Um this idea that 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 well he, Mac Jones is only good because of Devontae Smith. Show me more than like three great catches Devontae Smith made. All of the it was always this whoop in stride. Across the, the the back of the end zone with precision accuracy. Absolutely. 77%. Playing the, the best teams in the country. Are you kidding me? Give me a break, dude. I'll tell you what, too. I'll take Mac Jones throwing the football over Tua any day of the week.
1: Holy okay. smokes, dude! So, so here's another argument that uh, what well, I I don't say it's an argument. People try and to and by the way, Tom to Brady
0: beat Pat Mahomes for people that think that you can't be a drop back quarterback and win. Yeah. You have to be, you have to have precision, accuracy, not turn the football over with interceptions. Mm-hmm. That's what Mac Jones does for
1: a living. So when you see Mac Jones throw the ball, and especially this 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 past season, I haven't seen a wide receiver jump for the ball. Or go backwards right. to catch the ball. It's always where they're running, and they don't miss a step. And that's what you want, right? Accuracy. And this guy threw over four thousand yards. Yeah, no doubt. And for for anyone not to pick Mac Jones in the top draft right now, you know, if, if Mac Jones dropped to the bottom of the draft, I'm sorry, but Mac Jones will be getting some Lombardi trophies. He will. He will. It's a winner. Winners yeah.
0: win, plain and simple.
1: But uh hey, so again,
0: Ovi, I don't understand how we 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 always do this with certain people get like a free mm-hmm. pass and other ones are held to like a super high standard. It it doesn't just
1: doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Absolutely. I, I mean I'm still confused on how why I mean Jones did. I mean Jones, yeah, Mac Jones won uh, some awards in college, but I, I argumentatively I would have said that hey, he did deserve the Heisman.
0: Ten, no. 10 weeks in, all of a sudden, people were like, well, uh, Devontae Smith. Because, again, nobody wants to admit that this this past season that Mac Jones was the best quarterback in college football. They, they struggle admitting that because, right. again, in some way, they feel like it diminishes Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Trevor Lawrence. It doesn't. He just had a better season. He did. The numbers are the numbers. 14-0 and 0 in a, in a big old trophy proves it. But they did not want this kid to win the Heisman Trophy. The fact that he finished behind Trevor Lawrence is the, the, I mean, my God. You want to talk about voter fraud? That's what we should be investigating is how, in God's good name, Trevor Lawrence got more votes for the Heisman than did Mac Jones. Again, that's just really wishful thinking. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, the best. Uh, well, he had COVID. Uh, doesn't have enough talent around him. Shut up! Give me a <laughs> break with that. All five star yeah. recruits around him. Keep making excuses for the guy. Wait till he gets to Jacksonville. Wait no. till he gets it. To... By the way, I, I I like Trevor Lawrence. Super sensitive about the BLM stuff. Spent a lot of time with his black teammates, reflecting on that stuff. And, and for a, a 21-year-old white kid at a Southern school to speak the way he spoke, I give that guy a lot of credit. Absolutely. I'm sure he's dreading the idea of going to Jacksonville, I, where I have- you're, you're playing for the worst owners in the sport, mm-hmm. Trump buddies, by the way, the kind of guys who agree with the sons of bitches and getting them off the field. He sent Leonard Fournette to the Super Bowl. Nice job, Con, you dummy. And now you just hired the most racist coach in sports. Good job. Trevor
1: Lawrence is going to love it. I, I'm going to tell you this here, and I'm not change, get away from Texas. Because I know you're <laughs> heated up and you're on fire. <laughs> but remember, I'm telling you this, the Cowboys and the Patriots. Either they get Mac Jones or Kyle Trask if they have not been picked up yet. I'm telling you that right now. And if the Cowboys do pick up a quarterback out of one of those two, there's going to be some controversy going on. And and, and it's going to be blown all over social media, all over TV, everything about that Prescott. Where's Prescott going? And that'll be the next subject, more than what we're hearing about uh, Watson. Guaranteed. It's going to happen. Now nobody's talking about it, but I'm the first one to tell you that's exactly what's going to happen. They don't got no other quarterback. Who's the backup right now for the Dallas Cowboys?
0: The sensational Andy Dalton.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you see how that
1: happened. And if I was him, I wouldn't even want to be in the organization, especially when I'm getting knocked down and none of the players got my back. You see what I'm saying? So yep. anyways, but hey, this is the all uh, the draft supposedly, like I said, might change. We haven't even have gotten into the running backs, but Najee Harris, Etienne. Javante Williams one of the three running backs in the draft potentially being with the Steelers, the Dolphins or the Jets. Like I can say all everything all depends. Uh wide receivers, I know you mentioned Devontae Smith. You know, there's a lot of wide receivers in this draft, but I, these teams right here that you look at, the Bengals, Dolphins, Eagles, the Lions and the Patriots, they they need them it, very badly. The, it just depends on exactly who or where they go. But a lot of people are talking about Jamar Chase, in which I haven't seen enough action from Jamar Chase in his, uh, on his last season. Uh, I know he uh, once LSU wasn't ready to roll, um, and they were pretty much out of contention anyway, the way that season went, he opted out for playing the rest of the season. Uh, but I like Rashad Bateman. I, I think was, he's the most talented wide receiver in this list.
0: Ov was I was just going to say that's the guy I'm keeping an eye on because you know what's going to happen? is the quarterbacks are going to go. Smith, Chase, and Waddle are going to go. Pitts is going to go. Sewell's going to go. Rulo's going to go. And Bateman's going to drop in the into the latter half. He's going to drop somewhere between Cleveland, Baltimore, New Orleans, Green Bay, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Tampa.
1: I don't know, man. I, if that's where he's going to fall. You though. watch,
0: that's where he's going to fall. There's still, again, if all these quarterbacks go with the top, One Mm -hmm. of those top receivers is going to go. And everybody right now has, this is basically everyone's list, Smith, Chase, Waddle. You could swap Chase for Smith, I think, on some lists. But that's basically where we're at. Again, to me, that that drops Bateman in Green Bay or Buffalo or Kansas City or Tampa. That is a really fit. And again, dude, if you're looking at your fantasy football team, that's a guy, I, again, I think he's going to fall into a really good team into a really good situation, kind of like Justin Jefferson uh, this past season with, with Minnesota, where, you know, I mean, he he, he might help actually revive Kirk Cousins' life, but <laughs> I think he's going to fall into a situation where he's got a good quarterback on a pretty good team, and he's going to be a real big impact
1: guy. Right, absolutely. Like I said, hey I, the draft is going to be happening on the last weekend of April. We'll see what happens there. But I, I love in this wide receiver list, and you're right, if they're aiming at the quarterbacks on the top of the draft, it's going to be a lot to talk about. But with that, there's only three tight ends in this list, and you're going to see the top two on the next list as well. Uh, I, I, I'm i not a big fan of Kyle Pitts. I'm not. You made of that clear. Dad. He's, he gets concussed in college football. Uh, do you know what happens in the NFL? It's a lot of, it's a faster game. Well, sure, dude. Sterling
0: Shepard of the <laughs> Giants was a guy who had some concussions at Oklahoma, and that has just continued with him year after year.
1: Right. And then, like, okay, so we see Kyle Pitts, and the other tight end that we haven't uh, very few ever talk about is is Pat Frearmuth. Now he played for Penn State. to do 6'5, 256 pounds, he's dual. He's he is a dual threat. Because this guy could block and he could catch. And no, everyone's focusing on Kyle Pitts, but if I were a guy needing a tight end, that's the guy I would want in my team. This guy's tough. And you know, I'm not saying nothing about Kyle Pitts. I mean, I'm sure that whatever he's doing to prepare himself for the NFL. Maybe he has that success in his rookie season, but I'm aiming for Pat. uh, I'm just curious of where Pat will land uh, in the draft. And and like I said, I highlighted areas who they need Cincinnati, Dallas, the LA chargers and the LA Rams pretty much. They left out because one of their picks went to Jacksonville, so they won't be able to pick up anyone. So that's their loss. But, uh, that guy right there very talented and then look at that whole list of offensive tackles and offensive linemen and that list continues on and on and on but there's so much this uh for this draft so there's plenty of offensive line rookies to be in this team and and, and it's much needed across the board uh well so, again
0: right at the end of the day these guys are protecting your big asset so absolutely. you know again a lot, a lot but you know here's another thing that we're seeing right mm-hmm. um I think when, when, again, you look at what just happened with the Kansas City Chiefs, both of their starting tackles were out, and that was a vastly different football team. Uh, yeah, right? The Ravens would love to see Bateman follow them. Again, I, I think some of these guys, because of all the jockeying for quarterbacks, it's it's going to really set up some of these skill guys to end up in really good situations that, that you, again, you'll have instant success your rookie year. That's what you want. That's what... That's what makes one an NFL star. So,
1: But hey, we're moving on to our next topic, which is the Big Ten Conference. So we already talked about the SEC. We reviewed the outlook on the ACC. So here in the Big Ten, and I'm only looking at the the strength of schedule, okay? Uh, We understand that the SEC put themselves in a harder schedule than any other conference, proving that. They're going across. They're going against the top teams in different conferences, right? And and that's what we want in football, in college football. But we don't want to wait until the end and debate about who deserves to be in the top four, who's going to go to the playoffs. But here in a Big Ten, I would just want to show you real quick. We'll start off, and I only put the most important games compared from the last two seasons. This one here is pretty much. One of the best games that we're going to see is Indiana versus Cincinnati. I mean, you got these guys that at at, uh, their top 15 teams, Cincinnati actually was in the top 10. Indiana could have been there if they would have defeated Ohio State, but uh, end up suffering a loss. But a game like this has a high impact in their resume to see how far up they could go. And I like this matchup right here. I think both these teams are even. I know Desmond Ritter, he had an outstanding season. I think he's going to continue as a sophomore, a sophomore, Joe, okay, to represent Cincinnati and get them back on track. And uh, and for Cincinnati, a win over Indiana speaks volume as being a legit one of the top, at least the top six team in the nation. What do you think?
0: Well, so Indiana's got, uh, I mean, obviously a really good 2020 uh, But three potential top 25 teams in their first five weeks, including their opener against Iowa. You mentioned the game against Cincinnati. They've also got Ohio State and Michigan in the second half, and their rivalry game with Purdue uh, is set for November 27th. So i tell you what, if, if Indiana is going to, if Indiana's gonna have a big year, it's it's gonna you're gonna know early on <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, in those in those first five weeks. If they're three and two, forget about it. Oh, uh, for, more, Cincinnati, for Cincinnati. For <laughs> Cincinnati, this is great. This is the kinds of games Cincinnati needs. These are the opponents Cincinnati needs to get. Uh, they've got to be super excited about it, especially since uh I think uh going in, I think they're gonna be the stronger, uh, better team.
1: They had a, a great game against Georgia. They fell short, uh, especially to the end when they had a chance to win the game uh, in that bowl game. And like I said, Matt props to Cincinnati. Uh, such a young team. To most, majority of them players are coming back for next season. They might go all the way and finish undefeated. They, they can make that happen. And, and by the one, way,
0: Matt props to Justin D'Onofrio from Sports Talk with R&J who said Mm since he would run the table and then lose a bowl game. (laughs) He knew it. He 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 knew knew. And he he knew they would get locked out of the top four. So (laughs) he had it all from start to finish.
1: He already knew my Georgia Bulldogs were going to represent. So, (laughs) hey. (laughs) But a questionable game for Michigan to see where they're at. But they also will be playing Washington. Washington had an offseason last year, but that pandemic kind of ruined their schedule and their their rhythm. But I expect Washington to be contenders in the Pac-12. But to have a top team in the Pac-12 versus Michigan, this is good. This is good, especially for Harbaugh. is a big test for him. Will his team bounce back from a terrible, terrible 2020 season?
0: I'll tell you, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, this game against Washington's on September 11th. They get Michigan and Nebraska on the road before the midpoint of the season. Then the second half, they'll have Northwestern. Then on the road at Michigan State, which is never good for them. Home for Indiana. And then on the road at Penn State. And then back at Ann Arbor uh, on November 27th for Ohio State.
1: So, uh, <laughs>
0: boy, if you're Jim Harbaugh, jeez,
1: You know, that a- story is going to be like, hey, he's never beat Ohio State. And I don't think that the roster that he has will beat Ohio State. No matter if Ohio State Buckeyes are rebuilding or not, I just don't see it, man. I don't. I They, they need a better quarterback. Yeah. They really do. Uh, this one, Northwestern plays against Duke. Don't know the state of Duke right now. I know they were competitive with Daniel Jones. This is the couple of years now. So entering the third year without him, can Duke bounce back the way they used to be? Uh, wait to be seen. But Northwestern got a, a dominant defense that's going to continue this uh, next season. Uh, but that's a good game. It really is because they're going against an ACC team. And Ohio State is playing against Oregon. This is a good game. This is outstanding, and this is what we want. We have a Pac-12 wannabe champion, I have to say that, because uh, USC didn't, didn't play, um, but uh, they're there. So this is going to be a great game to start off uh, to see it, and, and I'm still predicting Ohio State could well, potentially by the way, win.
0: Ohio State will be coming off a big game against Minnesota mm. on the road.
1: So is, is it a big game? Yeah. Is well- it? I mean, it, Minnesota didn't really do
0: anything last year. OB, they I know, but they keep telling us Minnesota's <laughs> gonna be good one of these years. It's coming. People can feel it, I think.
1: Oh, watch this. Jared Jones is like Oregon will upset Ohio State. Oh that's a that's a huge prediction right now. But Adam, Adam's a big Ohio State fan, so I don't think he's having it right now. But um, that's a that's I wouldn't I wouldn't bet it. Let's put it that way. I gotta look at the spread on that game. Um another interesting game, and these are the two teams that didn't have a great year last year. You know, Auburn has a new head coach. Penn State, again, unprecedented to see them lose so much last year. They will bounce back and they'll they'll get back to normal. Penn State versus Auburn is gonna be awesome. Uh I'm I'm interested to see this game. Uh this is a high level game. You talked about a Big Ten versus SEC. Yes. But um, but the one team that has the hardest schedule in the Big Ten is nothing but Purdue. I mean, yes, they are playing the UConn Huskies. And for those of you that don't know, uh, Connecticut is our home state. And we are praying for one just sometime in the near future that UConn could be a legit football team. Uh, I know the last three seasons hasn't been that pretty. But uh, to see UConn play against top teams – and especially now they're independent. It's a it's a it's a progress, right? But then you got Purdue playing against Oregon State, and they have to play Notre Dame. Those are two two tough games, man. Oregon State does have a great offense. They're not that great on defense. And this is gonna be a shootout. And Purdue, they're they're a well-balanced team. But when you go against a team like Oregon State, the numbers are gonna go skyrocket.
0: The Beavers actually used to be my NCAA twelve dynasty team. I love you the uniforms. On, did you put it, just, it on easy mode? <laughs> all right. No, that's no, that's fair. That's fair. That's you want to take
1: some cheap shots. I get it. <laughs> nah, I get just it. Oregon State you, out of all colleges, you will pick Oregon. State. Why is that? I just love the uniforms.
0: And at the time, um Ken Simonton uh, mm-hmm. was a, a legit Heisman trophy candidate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really, I don't know. It was something about those stupid uniforms. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but, uh, I also, I like to take my other team, uh, on NCAA was North Texas. I built them, uh, into a national powerhouse coming out of the sun Belt
1: So <laughs> I actually started my dynasty mode as an offensive coordinator for army. And then I got, I got picked up to be a head coach at, uh, Washington state. And then I moved on to the SEC to be the head coach of Georgia. How about that? Oh, look, at that's like living the dream, dude. Yes. It took me like maybe 10 years to get there. But, you know, I'm on like season 33 right now. Because <laughs> I'm like still a, waiting for the new game to come out. <laughs> you're like an old, old
0: man. Yeah, I know. I can't wait for that new oh, game to come out. It's going to be great.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Wisconsin, they also play Notre Dame, but they also play Army. And what's interesting about this Wisconsin, it, it, they are they're recognizable as the good running backs. You know they have a good run game. You know they had Jonathan T- uh, Taylor, which uh, is now playing with the Indianapolis Colts. And to see that type of offense versus Army, which they only do is run the ball. Yes, this that that's the game that I want to see. Who has a better run game? You know and. I know Army also lacks in the secondary in the passing game, but I'm, I'm just curious to see how this game will turn out. Army has been hanging in there against these top uh top 25 teams. You know the last time they got blown out from a top 25 team was Ohio State, but ever since that Oklahoma, Michigan, uh, Cincinnati last year, it came down to again a touchdown away to either tie in the game or the last play of the game, to win the game. And they always find themselves fumbling the ball or interception that kills the drive. So Army versus Wisconsin, you guys better watch out because that's the game to see. And again, Notre Dame, anyone that plays against Notre Dame, you know you, you're in for a treat on that one. Um, and then, look, this is my pick. My prediction right now, Ohio State versus Wisconsin for the Big Ten Championship. I put Purdue and Penn State there because of the fact that they have a harder schedule than the rest of the Big Ten, and the fact that if there's anything, should Ohio State fall, you got Penn State to be there to take over. And if Wisconsin doesn't make it, I think Purdue is going to do it. I think it's their, their time to shine this year. You know, yeah, yeah I know sure. Northwestern they have they have a good season and everything else, but I have a gut feeling that Purdue could change things around. So I don't know. What's your pick on this?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be tough for Ohio State. Maybe, um, maybe this is where Penn State makes their big move. Maybe yeah, th- this this might be. Um, I
1: like Wisconsin too. Here, though. Well, they're in a different division there. So if, yeah. there was, if there was two teams, well, was I think those big Ten. to
0: me those could be the two teams. Those could be the two teams in the in the east and west, as far right. as I'm concerned. I feel like they're most in, in the best shape going into, into this season. That'd be wow. my that'd be my synopsis. Yeah, well, doesn't Wisconsin always find a way to do that? Uh yeah, you State, State
1: in regular season.
0: Dude, Penn, they oh. got Penn State and Notre Dame in September, you know. Uh, but but for the most part, uh, they got Notre Dame. The game's uh, actually in Chicago. Um, they've got Penn state, Michigan, Iowa, Northwestern, and Nebraska all at home. So again, if you're Wisconsin, I mean, just a pretty favorable schedule. Um, and again, in a year where Ohio state, although, I mean, anytime we think Ohio state's going to rebuild, they go like 10 and one. So,
1: you know, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Well, (laughs) like I said, it's going to be interesting season and with all these transfers that are happening, on a daily basis to see who's going where. It's going to be interesting to see how their starting lineup, their depth chart, is going to look like at the start of the season. So, hey, put it on your calendars because that first weekend of September starts the regular season, and there's a lot of great games. So if you haven't caught up with the ACC Outlook and the SEC, you can find us on your favorite uh, podcast platform, uh, Amazon, Google, uh, Spotify. You name it, it's there. All you got to do is go on there and subscribe and follow us through uh, each and every week about college football. And as normal, you know, during this time, we would have been getting ready for the XFL. But due to Dwayne Johnson and the rest of the crew, they decided that 2022 is going to be the year. And that's also our year as we continue to follow the XFL. And if you want to know more news about it, Just go ahead and go to hhwshow.com. That's right, hhwshow.com to hear the latest on the XFL and other college football news. And also, of course, if you're into uh, sports entertainment like professional wrestling, you can definitely find that because uh, my other show with Hector V, we have a show this Sunday as we pre-show the NXT TakeOver Vengeance that's happening on Valentine's Day, so make sure that uh you get your romance going on during the day because that night is not about full action.
0: Who's the WWE champion right now? Drew McIntyre wasn't he a new kid's on the block? Oh my God, are you serious? We really oh, gonna go there? That's Joey McIntyre, never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have the Universal Champion Roman Reigns, and of course the NXT Champion Finn Balor. Yes. And What's his name? Finn Balor. Oh my God! What is happening in the WWE? But I know there's a superstar that you know very well, and his name is the Ready R superstar Edge. He actually won the Royal Rumble.
0: Love it, love Edge. That's so now he, you're talking my now you're talking my time, baby. <laughs> Edge
1: is Edge is doing his thing again, huh? Uh, yeah, and then uh, Adam, you talk about Ric Flair. Ric Flair is back on television. Uh, he's managing Lacey Evans and he's going against his daughter, Charlotte flair. So there's a lot of drama when it comes to father daughter relationship. Oh, I kind of dig that. Yes.
0: (laughs) Not a weird way, but I dig that. I like (laughs) storylines. I like storylines with people I've heard
1: of. Hey, the storylines are great. And a matter of fact, what I like about it is that it relates to what's going on in today's world. So if you want to catch that every Tuesday, 8 o'clock, check out the HSW Show podcast. That is the hard-hitting wrestling show. So, hey, there's so much on on Clovercrest Media. I would like to show you guys real quick before we get the final whistle. Look at these shows right here in Clovercrest. We have Crimes. We got Better Family, Music Therapy. I mean, if you don't know who Jack Nicholson is, you got to check out You Don't Know Jack Podcast. I love it. 2 politics you got speaking it real my boy frank cuesta doing it up there uh rob benjamin i'll piss you off shortly and divided we stand which is by you joe yeah um, me and being
0: victoria lang and uh rob benjamin comes on there a lot tyler bard is uh come on connor valentin it's uh try to just we just try to talk through the news it's uh you get different perspectives from a lot yeah. of different viewpoints you know
1: and that's what's best about talking about politics. different viewpoints is not a one sided or anything like that. They're not we're not here to try to convince you. We're just trying to put it out there and see all sides of this, all of the story. And then you got sports. You got sports talk with R&J throwing jabs. The new basketball uh, podcast, posting it up with uh, Big Jace. And you guys already know, join about the G-Man and Keys to the City. Listen, all you got to do is go to CloverCrestMedia.com, learn more about it. Hey, dude, I think you said it before, it was better than iHeartRadio. So, you know. A lot of choices, and you don't have to pay for it. No, absolutely not. All you got to do is subscribe for free and enjoy yep. it. So, but hey, that's our show. We got one more topic. And Joe. The floor is yours.
0: Earlier this week, I heard Mike Greenberg saying on his radio show that he felt like the goats won in every sport. He pointed to LeBron in the Lakers, Brady in the Bucks, uh, Mookie Betts in the Dodgers, and Nick Saban at Alabama. Goats abound. Now, I said in the preseason that those teams and those particular players, I thought, had an advantage in the COVID-affected season. They didn't need a training camp. Goats are goats. But... For the for for the love of all that is holy, will nobody admit that Mac Jones is the best college quarterback of all time. He had the greatest season of any college quarterback at a big time school. It's never happened. This isn't this isn't June Jones and Hawaii in the 90s. I mean, this is the real deal. The argument, yeah, he had talent around him. Now, I'm hearing that the Chiefs don't have enough talent around Pat Mahomes. Matthew Stafford got traded to the Rams, and everyone said he's going to finally have some weapons around him. Deshaun Watson, he wants to be traded. Why? Doesn't have any weapons around him. Every team wants to find more weapons for their young quarterback so they can have talent around him. What Mac Jones did with all the talent around him, that's not a testament to Nick Saban, it's a testament to. To Mac Jones, his precision accuracy and his arm strength as well as his ability to distribute the ball to all of that talent makes him, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the upcoming NFL draft. I said it. He's a winner. He proved it. And the fact that when he's got talent around him, it's the best in the business. Time will tell. But I tell you what, whoever gets Mac Jones We'll have the steal of the draft. Mark my words. Thank you so much for joining us at All 4 Downs. For our executive producer, Ovi Munez, I am Joe McGuire. Make sure you check us out at cloverchristmedia.com backslash all4downs and check out hhwshow.com to get all the latest from the wide world of sports. We are proud to be part of the sports, uh, the CMG Sports Podcast Network. We'll catch you next Wednesday night and every night at 730 for all four downs.